Do you have less than 10 minutes to learn something new? The Latin Learner Podcast offers helpful information from experts of the school community on a wide variety of topics. The clock starts now, so let's get started. How this like changed something I, I've taught. So when I looked at the um, social justice standards, it was then really important for me to think like, are there memoirs I can bring in where I can really implement these standards? And so this allowed me to really shape like some curriculum choices that I was making. Exploring identity is like a foundational element in the lower school environment. And um, in, this happens in a number of ways, but again, scaffolding the opportunities year after year after year um, allows kids to see how identity development evolves over time. Our goal of inclusion. And the word I would use along those lines is belonging. And how do you gain a sense of belonging into a community? And I would say there are two possible vectors. One is being able to identify your own identity and your own needs. And what do you need as a person in the community to feel included, to feel a sense of belonging? But there's also an obligation towards others. Hi, everyone. I'm Casey Taylor. I am lower school Spanish for junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten, first and second grade, so the littles in the lower school, and also lower school diversity coordinator. My name is Brandon Woods. I am an upper school English teacher, currently teaching ninth and 10th grade, and I am also a diversity coordinator, and I focus on curriculum JK through 12. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Neighbors. I teach seventh grade English and am one of the middle school diversity coordinators. All right, what does a unit in class or a class exercise or activity look like using this framework? Let me talk really specifically about how this like changed something I, I've taught. So for many years in seventh grade English, we've read the diary of Anne Frank. Um, but at some point, you know, uh, I was really interested in bringing memoir into my classroom is like a really popular genre. Kids really love it. You can do a lot of writing exercises with it. It like lends itself really well to like middle school, the middle school experience. So when I looked at the, um, social justice standards, it was then really important for me to think like, are there memoirs? memoirs I can bring in where I can really implement these standards. Um, so I ended up including two memoirs um, in the past couple of years I've added. Um, it's Trevor Noah, which is the young reader's version of Born a Crime, and then the George Takei graphic novel, They Called Us Enemy. And so this allowed me to really shape like some curriculum choices that I was making, because then when I look at, for example, and these are like the, the student outcomes um, like if you look in the middle school band, things like um, I am curious and want to know about other people's histories and lived experiences, or I can explain the way groups of people are treated today and the way they've been treated in the past, how that shapes their identity and culture. So by using the standards, I could um, I could make sure that the text I, I was selecting would be a really good fit for the things that I would know I would want to talk about in my in my classroom. So just to talk about the ways in which this can look outside of a conventional classroom or conventional curriculum. Um, my partner, Adam Apo and I are doing a project on the history of the gay rights movement in Chicago. And the final project is they're gonna do a collective action after um, talking to um, a number of historians and activists 
who have done collective actions in the past. And the goal for them is to less lead that action, but to listen to other groups and to listen to people who've been impacted and help them with the resources of Latin and the students come up with a collective action that will um, better the lives of particularly LGBTQIA plus youth in Chicago. For a lower school, um, uh, exploring identity is like a foundational element in the lower school environment. And um, in, this happens in a number of ways, but again, scaffolding the opportunities year after year after year um, allows kids to see how identity development evolves over time. It's ever, you know, ever shifting, ever, ever being reshaped. Um, it is not something that is fixed. And that's really a key component to understanding identity development that we want the kids to really um, sort of own that by the time they work their way through the lower school environment. Um, so identity development shows up in a number of ways, like in in, in exa uh, for example, in JK, um, self-portraits are something that are regularly done, um, creating me paints, which the kids use um, different combinations of colors to create their just right paint that matches their skin color is another way that um, identity development happens. Um, in first grade, they do a project that's called identity bags, where they get to bring home a little paper bag and fill it with a few objects that represent parts of their identity and then they come back to school with their bag and, and share with their peers. Um, fourth grade, for example, they do uh, family heritage projects. So um, they choose an object that is special to their family and do um, a little bit of research to understand where did that object come from? What does it represent? How does it connect to their heritage? Um, so those are just a, a few examples of how identity work lives in the lower school. How is this framework connected to the DEI work, DEI goals, and the DEI action steps of the school? Well, in every way, but I will try to be as specific as possible. I think one of the ways um, it connects is with our, our goal of inclusion. And the word I would use along those lines is belonging. And how do you gain a sense of belonging into a community? And I would say there are two possible vectors. One is being able to identify your own identity and your own needs. And what do you need as a person in the community to feel included, to feel a sense of belonging? But there's also an obligation towards others. What do I have to do to recognize uh, other people in the community? What is my uh, obligation towards them in terms of my, my thought patterns, my actions? And so one of the wonderful things about the, the framework, um, whether it's identity or diversity or justice or action, is all getting students to think in both of those ways. Who am I and what is my responsibility to others and, and to myself? One of the things you'll hear from anti-bias educators, um, social justice education, is that um, this work is, is not necessarily a curriculum per se. Rather, it's a way of being, it's a way of thinking, it's a way of communicating, it's a way of relating and behaving with the world around you. Um, and it's about having certain dispositions and inclinations towards equity and justice and, and looking for those opportunities to create fair world, a fair world for everyone. Um, and so the social justice standards are just as much for adults in our community as they are for students. We're all on this learning journey together. Um, and so we're, we're paving the way with having this framework, helping us do that together as a community.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Latin Learner Podcast. Check out other episodes on our website at latinschool.org slash podcast.